1: One programming note to listeners, we'll be playing reruns from some of our favorite episodes today through Wednesday, May 26th. But we'll be back with new episodes on Thursday, May 27th. This episode was originally published in January. The pandemic is causing women to leave the workforce at higher rates than men. As of September, more than 2 million women had dropped out of the workforce, bringing the ratio of women working to the lowest level since 1988, leading some experts to call this the She-Session. To see how the pandemic is impacting female physicians, I spoke with Dr. Neelam Agarwal. She's a cognitive neurologist at the Rush Alzheimer's Disease Center at Rush University Medical Center and the research director at the Rush Heart Center for Women. She's also the chief diversity and inclusion officer at the American Medical Women's Association. She said women already bore more of the childcare responsibilities pre-pandemic, but with school and daycare closures, these issues became much more acute.
2: I am seeing um, and I'm hearing from my colleagues that there is definitely a pullback um, from work. And especially we felt this acutely when the pandemic started, where uh, we were in mid-year, if you will, for school, and a lot of the childcare issues really came up to the front and center. The uh, babysitting issues started to come up, the daycare issues started to come up, and it started to come in our conversations, which prior to COVID, This was always talked about, but it was not in a general conversation um, around work and trying to manage work um, and family life. And COVID really brought it to the forefront. So we saw a pullback in meetings. We saw a pullback in hours.
1: According to the Women in the Workplace report by McKinsey and LeanIn.org, women with children under 10 were much more likely to reduce hours or leave the workforce altogether during the pandemic even in households where both parents worked. Women with young kids still took on the bulk of the household responsibilities. And it's not just mothers of young kids who have more caregiving stress. Dr. Agarwal says there's a different stress for managing care for an older adult from afar. I do long-distance caregiving right now,
2: okay? Um, there are different forms of caregiving. Long-distance caregiving is typically for an older adult parent. And that that is a stress. It's a stress even pre-COVID. Um, simply because how quickly can you get there? If something happens, do you know what's happening? How are you going to assess the situation, whether it be a a health concern, whether it be um, a non-health concern? It's always on the mind. From my female colleagues, I hear it all the time about this, all the time about the caregiving stress. And it's talked about mostly, how do I get resources? Who should I call? What should I be thinking about? And I think these things need to be addressed and people need to know where to get those resources. It it is really taking a lot of people out um, and it's taking them very quietly out. And with COVID, it was much more acutely felt where now people were really out because they had to deliver care um, at home or they had to really take care of acute situations that they were not prepared for.
1: It's too early to know just how big of an effect the pandemic will have on the female physician and female researcher workforce. One study that used some modeling estimated that the proportion of published research papers with women as the first author was 19 percent lower for COVID-19 papers as compared to 2019 research papers in the same journals. I asked Agarwal if the American Medical Women's Association has a sense of how many female physicians are pulling back or exiting the workforce.
2: You know, it's a challenging thing to quantify right now because we're still in the middle of everything, um, and we're not quite sure if it's a true exit, okay, or is it just a temporary exit. Now, with COVID the way it is, and now we're going to have to see when this vaccine in in the new year, how that rolls out we may start to have more people coming back in. I do think, though, it is still important to see this pullback and coming back in and pullback coming back in, because my question is going to be, what did it cost you to do that temporary pullback and coming back in? We all know that reentry is hard um, for any field. In medicine especially, it can be very hard when it's heavily clinical.
1: The long existing pay gap in all fields is creating what some are calling the mom penalty. When couples face a decision of who should keep working and who should step back to take on more caregiving responsibilities, it comes down to who's making more money. And because of pay disparities, women are often the ones to step back. Agarwal worries this will continue to exacerbate the pay gap and slow the ascent of women into leadership positions.
2: I think the holding back um, from, let's say, you know, A colleague of mine uh, for a promotion is going to continue because the women, you know, we tend to think about not just the immediate, but then we always think about, okay, after that happens, what will be expected of me to do? And as I say, it will go into a cycle. So the cycle will start, okay, I'm going to stay where I'm at until things calm down. I'm going to stay where I'm at. But what happens then is we are going to be held. We're going to be falling back further while others are going to advance. And I think that is something we really need to be mindful of. And as women, we need to support other women to say, wait a sec, go for the promotion. We will be there to support you as you move into the new role.
1: One of Agarwal's longer-term concerns, how all of these temporary pullbacks by female physicians will impact their retirement. Because as she points out, it's not just the temporary lost wages, but also the lost wage growth and retirement assets.
2: If you accrue this over the years, what we find is, is that this is a chronic issue that is occurring, if you will, of this inequity year by year on many levels. It's only when retirement hits do people really see the impact of this. By the time you retire, you will not be retiring with the same amount, let's say, as your male counterpart. And the other thing that we never figure in is, most women when they retire are, in many cases, going to outlive their male counterpart. I deal with older adults every day, I deal with Alzheimer's, I deal with cognitive issues, and I can tell you, just from a clinical point of view, I see more of my women patients who are really at risk of going into poverty compared to my male patients, my older patients. And I would suggest, why don't we take a look at the end that we know, that we see what's happening and work our way back and think about how can we make meaningful changes in these patterns, i.e. supporting gender equity as it relates to salaries so that we don't have such a discrepancy at retirement age.
1: That was Dr. Neelam Agarwal. She's a cognitive neurologist at the Rush Alzheimer's Disease Center at Rush University Medical Center and the research director at the Rush Heart Center for Women. She's also the chief diversity and inclusion officer at the American Medical Women's Association. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on just healthcare.com. Just Gist Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.